Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today we'll be discovering the truths about heaven as they're revealed on the pages of Scripture. When you think about heaven, what comes to mind? Angels with wings or golden paved roads or maybe pearly gates? Well, there's much more to heaven than that. And today on the program, Rabbi Schneider will share truths about this spiritual existence beyond our own world as we continue our study, Prophetic Fulfillment of God's Fall Holy Days. If you'd like to take some notes to take your study of today's topic deeper, just download Rabbi's Study Guide at Discovering thejewishjesus.com. And right now, here is Rabbi Schneider. We need to understand that whether we're Jewish believers in Jesus or Gentile believers in Jesus, these fall holy days are important for us all. A lot of times people look at these holy days and they think they're only for the Jewish people. But God did not say that these were the Jewish holy days. He said they were, listen now, His holy days. They were his appointed days. And Paul told us that the Old Testament, the Tanakh or the Torah, was written for all of God's people today, those of us that believe in Jesus, as well as for the nation of Israel, upon whom the end of the ages has come. So I want you to understand that these are not just the Jewish holidays. These are God's holy days, and they have prophetic application for you, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile follower of Jesus. We're looking today at what is called in Hebrew, Yom Truah, it's oftentimes referred to as Rosh Hashanah, Rosh's head, Hashanah year. So Jewish people believe this was the birth date of the world, the birth date of Adam. They celebrate it as the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, head of the year. But more accurately, it's translated as the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Truah. So we're looking at the Feast of Trumpets and we're looking at how it applies to our lives today as followers of Yeshua, followers of Jesus. At Mount Sinai, there was a divine shofar that blew from heaven. It blew from the heavens. It grew louder and louder and louder. And when it reached a crescendo, it was so powerful. The people, the Israelites, more than a million of them at the base of the mountain began to tremble and shake. And then God spoke. And so the revelation of God was preceded by the blowing of the shofar. We read, as we look at the prophetic fulfillment of this in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, that at Jesus' return, there's going to be a shofar that's going to blow from heaven that's going to announce his coming. And like Moses that went up to the top of the mountain when God appeared after the blowing of the shofar, so too the shofar will blow again. Jesus will descend just as Yahweh God descended upon Mount Sinai 3,500 years ago, the blowing of the shofar will announce the presence of Jesus. He will descend from heaven and then we will go up and meet him in the air even as Moses went to the top of the mountain and met the Lord when he appeared to them following the blowing of the shofar. God put this in his calendar for us to be reminded that Jesus is coming back for you. He's coming back soon. The last thing that Jesus said in the book of Revelation was this, 
I am coming quickly. Jesus is coming back soon. And he wants us to live in such a way that we're conscious of this and that it affects the way that we're living in our lifestyle and the choices that we're making. Not only is Jesus going to return at the blowing of the shofar, once again, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, but when he returns, he's going to usher in a completely different world. We're first of all going to experience the millennial kingdom. Then we're going to experience the new heavens and the new earth. And I want to talk today, not in a way that I'm trying to be detailed in terms of the chronological order of how every end time event is going to unfold, but I want to tie in the reality of the return of Jesus, which is announced by the blowing of the shofar, with the concept, beloved, and the fact of heaven. First of all, I want you to understand that heaven is a real place. So I'm just speaking of Jesus' return and just speaking about how Jesus' return relates to end time events. And perhaps the chief end time event is about the kingdom of heaven when we're in a brand new sphere of reality. I want you to understand heaven is a real place. It's a fact. In other words, as a young Christian, as a young believer, and by the way, I didn't stop being a Jew when I became a Christian. I was born a Jew. Someone that's born a Jew is always a Jew. A Christian is not born a Christian. A Christian is just anyone, whether they're a Jew or a Gentile, that has decided to follow the Christ, and Christ is just the Greek word for the Hebrew Mashiach or Messiah. So Christ means anointed one in Greek. So as a Jew, I'm just following the anointed one, which is what Christ means, and the anointed one is none other than the king of the Jews, Yeshua HaMashiach. That's why when he was crucified, he was crucified with the sign over his head that said, Yeshua of Nazareth, King of the Jews. When I started following Jesus, I started reading the Word of God. I read about heaven. I like to think of heaven at the time, or in my early Christian life, as just kind of a spiritual place. You know, I didn't think of it as a place that I could see. I didn't think of it as a place that had physicality to it. I thought of it only as a spiritual state. I just imagined that in heaven, I would just be a spirit in the presence of God. But as I got deeper into the Word of God, I realized that in addition to God being spirit and me being born of a spirit and heaven being primarily a spiritual existence, I also began to see that heaven is a real place that has physicality to it and substance, albeit not of this world, outside of our present laws of gravity and time and space, but nevertheless, a real place with substance. So think about this. In John 14, 2 and 3, Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. Let's hear what the word of God said. These are the words of Jesus. In my father's house, he said, are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. Get that concept again. Jesus is going to prepare a place for us. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, you may also be. So I want you to start to understand that even as God put us on earth, and earth is a real place, we have real bodies, we can look around, we can see the trees, we can see the animals, so too heaven is a real place. We're gonna be in a place, we're gonna have bodies. They're not gonna be like these bodies, but they'll be real bodies. 
We're going to be able to look around. We're going to be able to see things. We're going to dwell in real places so far above this world we can't imagine, but it's a real place, praise God. God made mankind to dwell in a place. Jesus also speaks about the fact that there are many places, that there's going to be so many unique places. In other words, I believe that the place that you're going to be in in heaven is going to be a place that's specifically designed just for you. It's going to reflect who God made you to be. I'm going to Revelation now, chapter number 21. And we read in Revelation 21, verse 1 and 2, that John, when God took him up to heaven, he sought. So think about this. John is on the island of Patmos. The book of Revelation is written from the island of Patmos. John had been exiled there because of his faith in Jesus, because he was boldly proclaiming the gospel. And they decided to get him away and put him on this remote island where he couldn't affect anybody anymore. So he's on this island. And on the Lord's day, He has a supernatural experience. He hears a trumpet blowing from heaven, just like this is the Feast of Trumpets. He's caught up now in the spirit and he sees heaven. Listen to what he says in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse one and two. John says this. It's the second and third word I want you to hear. He said, then I saw, there's the word right there. John says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away There is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, a special announcement. Join Rabbi to celebrate the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah 2023, September 15th through 17th at Lion of Judah World Outreach Center in Toledo, Ohio. Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com for more information. Make your plans to join other believers as we gather to expect, anticipate, and pray for Messiah's soon return. Services will include special Messianic Jewish worship with Siegelite music. Celebrate the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah 2023. Just as this program has been a blessing to you, you can multiply the blessing with others. It's simple when you become a monthly partner. Give a financial gift of any amount today or set up your monthly automated gift by calling this number, 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com when you give your equipping others for Jesus' return. And now, here is Rabbi Schneider. So you hear that John saw heaven. It wasn't just a spiritual existence where you're just kind of feeling something, but it's a real place. God's got a real place designed for you. Let's continue on with this study of the prophetic fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets, Jesus blowing that shofar from heaven, receiving us to himself, eventually taking us to this new heaven and the new earth. I want to continue on. We also see concerning heaven that This is a place where God is dwelling in the fullest sense. In other words, God is in heaven and man is on earth. God is here on earth, but he's not fully manifesting his glory here. But the place where God is going to take us to is going to be a place where the fullness of his presence 
is made manifest. In other words, we see a lot of things happening on earth that are not God. We see people being killed, children being abused. We see illness. We see people starving to death. This is not God. God is present on earth and we can walk with him on earth, but he's not fully manifest here. But in heaven, he's fully manifest. Jesus said in terms of heaven, he said, I'm going to bring you to this place. And he said this, that where I am in John 14, 3, you may also be. Remember when Yeshua taught us to pray in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, he said, pray in this way. He said, our Father who art in heaven. So we said that number one, heaven is a real place. And now we're saying that heaven is the place where God's presence is fully revealed and known. Let's continue on as we try to understand this concept and this truth, this reality of heaven. Heaven is God's home. We just saw that. I want you to hear that when Yeshua came to earth, he came down to earth from heaven. This is an awesome thing to realize that this one that we believe in, the God-man, Christ Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, came to earth from heaven. Jesus is not just a great prophet. He is the God-man that came down from heaven. He's God clothed in humanity. And so we read in John chapter 6, verse 38, these words, Yeshua is speaking here. He says, for I have come down from heaven. Listen again, Yeshua is speaking. He said, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Not only did Yeshua come down from heaven, but when Yeshua ascended off the earth, we read about this in Acts chapter one, as he was with the disciples at the Mount of Olives, and as he was standing with them there, he slowly began to arise. He was lifted off the ground by the power of God's presence. He kept going higher and higher until he finally disappeared into the clouds. And then the angels spoke to those that were looking at him. They said, he is going to return in just the same way. He's going to come back down from heaven. Let's read about this in Acts chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go. So once again, we saw heaven's a real place. We saw it's the place of God's presence. That's where he abides. We saw that Yeshua came down. Jesus came to earth from heaven. We saw that in Acts chapter one, when he ascended off the earth, he went back to heaven. Now I want to take this a bit further. This is going to be real exciting. When you and I die, if we die before Yeshua's return, Again, I want to stress that God wants us to live in such a way that we're expecting him to return before we die. But if we die before he returns, listen now, you and I will immediately go to heaven. Believers, when they die, beloved, go to a place called paradise, which is the present heaven. Now, I'm going to introduce a concept now that I know might seem foreign, but I'm going to prove it to you in Scripture. 
The place that believers go when they die now is called paradise. It is heaven, but it's not the final heaven. We read about the final heaven in the last two chapters of the book of Revelation. There is a difference. I'm going to show this to you as we progress in our study. But I want to encourage you by helping you to see today in the word of God that when you die you will immediately be in God's presence. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You remember the story when Yeshua was on the cross and there were two criminals next to him. And one of the criminals that was being crucified next to Jesus realized who Jesus was. He looked to Jesus, expressed faith in him, and Jesus said to that thief, today you will be with me in paradise. Let's look at the word of God together. Luke chapter 23, verse 43. Once again, the words of Jesus. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Look at another scripture here. Revelation chapter two, verse seven. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So heaven is the place, the present heaven is called paradise. It's the place where we go when we die, if we die before Jesus' return. What will paradise be like? To answer that question, we're gonna once again, beloved children of God, look to the Word of God. Scripture itself tells us what paradise is like. We're going to the book of Revelation today. We're not gonna be able to finish this, chapter number six. In Revelation chapter number six, we see John describing this place that believers go to when they die, that Jesus called paradise. Hear the Word of God as I read Revelation six, verse nine through 11, hear God's Word. John is speaking. He said, when the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy one and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And there was given to each one of them a white robe and they were told they should rest for a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who were to be killed had been killed even until all God's purpose would be completed. And so just a few concepts that we can derive about this present heaven from that short section of scripture. Number one, we see that when believers die, this is where they go. Because John saw the souls of those who had been martyred in his lifetime, they'd been killed because of their faith and testimony of Jesus. John saw them in heaven at the altar of God. And it teaches us here that when we die, this is where we're gonna go. We're gonna go into God's presence. What we also see is that those that were there retained their identity of who they were on earth. They were the same ones on earth that had been martyred for their testimony. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and our Bible teacher is Rabbi Schneider. And we've been learning about God's fall holy days. If you want to learn more about this program or these special set-apart days, which begin on Friday, September the 15th, let me invite you to explore our treasury of messianic content online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And as Rabbi mentioned today, Jesus is coming back 
soon and to hasten the spread of his message around the world, we'd love for you to join and partner with us. When you pray for this ministry and your fellow listener, or when you financially support this ministry with a gift of any amount, you're enabling us to walk in accordance with God's will and his way by sharing his life-changing message with the world. And we can offer these resources in this daily program because of your faithful support. And to share a little bit more about that, let's hear from Rabbi once again. I've always liked a very simple approach to ministry in both my preaching and beloved ones in helping God's people understand why it's important to support ministry with our finances. I'm reading a very simple portion of scripture I've referred to before, but I love it because it's so simple and so authentic. Listen to what John says in the book of 3 John, verse seven and eight. Speaking of those that are sent out to preach the gospel, he says this, for they went out for the sake of the name, and then he continues in the eighth verse by saying this, therefore, we ought to support such men so that we may be fellow workers with the truth. You see, not everybody's called to do what I do. Not everyone's called to travel to Africa, Israel, preach the gospel on television all over the world, etc. But you can have a part in the lives that are being changed through my ministry, beloved ones, by supporting this ministry. I want to ask you, if you believe in the word that I'm preaching, if you believe in me, if you believe that there is authentic fruit and if you're being helped, I want to ask you to support this ministry financially. You're going to be blessed and have a reward for the lives that are being saved and changed. To support this ministry with a gift of any amount, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give us a call. One of our team members will be happy to take your call when you dial 800-777-7835. And you can also partner with us by visiting us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And then finally, don't forget that you can give a gift right from the home screen of the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. Just click the donate button in the middle of the screen. The mobile app also has plenty of resources and tools available like our daily devotional, Rabbi's articles and links to all of our social media platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And there are so many people out there who need to understand more about God's holy days. And when you give to this ministry, we'll say thank you by sending you Rabbi's message of the month that's designed to speak truth, faith, and revelation into your life. And for those who are new monthly partners, we'll also send you an authentic shofar that's been handcrafted in Israel. And the shofar is an ancient musical instrument that has so much meaning and symbolism for believers all around the world. Its sound is meant to awaken hearts and minds to the revelation of Jesus' return. And we would love to send you one right now. And all you need to do is sign up to partner with us at Discover thejewishjesus.com and we look forward to hearing how God is using you during this special fall season. Let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. 
face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider continues this study on the prophetic fulfillment of God's fall holy days. That's Friday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.